1: All right,
2: it's the big show, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Welcome on back. We're hanging out with our good friends here at Murdoch Hyundai, 452 South Linden Park Drive. The tailgate continues on. They've got burgers and dogs out there on the grill. They've got soft serve ice cream in here, and they've got incredible deals. We've got jazz gear for you, and we're also giving away a pair of tickets to the game tonight. Just come on
0: by, drop your name in the hopper. And, and people are coming by to get those tickets so and to get the jazz gear. So, And you're right. Every time that door opens. It just smells so good. Oh, good food. Get on down here and get some.
2: And uh, even professional basketball players know where to go when they come to uh, to Murdoch. Good to see you. No big deal. Eric Mika. Eric Mika. Welcome through. Yeah. Just hanging out down here in Murdoch Hyundai. I think he just bought a car. Yeah, good for him. He's he's going away happy. Yeah. So there you go. How about that? Eric Mika. Gordon, we're getting uh, folks ready for the rivalry game. Uh, We've got Kyle Gunther who's going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Pre-game coverage will take over at 6 o'clock live from JCW's down there uh, in Provo. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the stadium. Uh, You can go by and see those
0: guys. They'll take over at 6. Which of the two offenses do you think is going to pick up the most yardage on the ground? And which of the two offenses will pick up more yardage through the air? Because if I'm Kalani Sataki, I want to do everything I can to slow Zach Moss down. I want to commit to that. And I'm not saying that, uh, that Huntley can't beat the Cougars through the air, but, you know, emphasis sometimes changes the... You know, the the total output. And I don't know how Zach Moss is going to go uh, if, if the Cougars are absolutely keen on stopping him or at least slowing him down.
2: Yeah, it's kind of that uh, who's going to bend to the other's will, right? And, yeah. and how's that going to go? It's an interesting question because the obvious answer, I would say, is Utah running and I would say BYU passing. And I'll probably stick with that for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop, stop Zach Moss.
0: And I think it's one thing to want to, it's another to actually do it, to, but right. how many resources will the Cougars have to commit to getting that accomplished? Because Kalani, you know, he, he learned his defensive philosophy from Kyle, or at least a lot of it, and that is always been stop the run right. first.
2: But again, doing it and saying it, I think are, are two different things. But, but, would it, you,
0: but would you do it if, he, if it took eight or nine guys?
2: Yes. Because I don't, I, I would rather have Tyler Huntley beat me than Zach Moss. So you're going to leave those DBs out there uh, on an island until they really make you pay. And maybe Tyler Huntley hits on a couple of deep balls, and BYU's in real trouble because that'll uh, open things up for Moss even further. But I I'm going to go with Utah running. And BYU passing, plus BYU, I think, is going to be behind. So I think that they'll there will be more opportunity for Zach Wilson.
0: So the complexion of this game, you see the Utes getting out to, say, a 14-0 lead or something like that? Something like that by halftime. I I don't want to
2: say I think the first quarter is going to be scoreless because I don't want to get that specific. But I, I do think it's going to take a minute for things to get going. To knock the rust off, and mm-hmm. for probably for both teams, and it might be a little bit of a slow start on both sides. Do you
0: buy into that whole uh, sort of cliche that defenses are ahead of offenses?
2: Yes. Uh
0: huh. I do. Boy, I tell you, if that's true, and BYU or Utah, either one of them starts turning the ball over, getting sloppy with it, now that's going to present opportunities for the opponent. And we've heard Kyle Williams so many times talk about turnovers and how that may be the single most important statistic in any game. And if you're back there and a little jittery, a little jumpy, and uh, the ball comes loose, i tell you, that's going to... Do you think either one of the defenses will score? Yeah.
2: We've seen defensive scores in a bunch of these games. I'll go with yeah. Yes. Pick six or? Well, yeah, pick six. I mean, a fumble return for a touchdown is a little more rare, so I'd go, yeah,
0: pick six from somewhere. You know, one thing we haven't talked that much about, Jake, is our special teams. And with the Utes replacing two of the best in the country, I wonder how that's going to go. I I saw, you know, you saw it too. Wisnowski absolutely changed games field position-wise with those great punts. And I know punters get made fun of and all this stuff, and it's not that, you know, people just sort of don't even look at them as real football players. I'm telling you, Wisnowski really helped the Utes in that regard. So can can this freshman Lennon come in and, and contribute that way? You know, Gordon, tell us more
2: about uh, punting. You know, we just see the guy <laughs> kick the ball. Uh, but what uh, what about punting in situational football? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there.
0: Um, uh, but I, I did see. Mitch hit some balls out inside the 10-yard line that really uh, caused uh, a lot of opponents of the Utes trouble. And, I, and it, what about the field goal kick? I know we don't want to give those kickers much any kind of credit, but, man, they win and lose
2: games. You know what will be interesting, and, and I, I'm with you, Gordon, I, I do think it's important, but what will be interesting is seeing how much confidence Witt has in his kicker and, punk, uh, and punter and how that affects his calls on the field. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of times where if, if, if Utah had a lead and they knew that they could just get a, a punt pinned down there that maybe on a fourth and short or something like that you're electing to punt, or Matt Gay had such a range mm-hmm. that you'd, you'd let him loose from 50-plus yards, knowing having confidence that he would make it and not put the defense in a bad position. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to tell how much confidence Witt has in it basically by
0: the decisions that he that he makes. Fourth and two, going for it and whatnot. Right, uh, he was asked. Whittingham was asked about this uh, at his press conference, and he said, "There's not. There's not a specific yard line that to measure that by. It, it is situational, and he'll he'll you know sort of get a feel for the flow of the game before he makes those kinds of decisions. But I don't know. You're right, man. What if what if somebody misses? What if the Utes are in position for a couple of scores and 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 their kicker, Strauch, uh, if that's how you say his name, he uh he, he can't uh, he can't find the target there. Then you know, I mean, that that can have all kinds of weird effects on a team. It can. So, and remember, Brad brought up what you said there is interesting because Brad brought up that. That uh, field goal that the Cougars had blocked to lose to the Utes. Remember that? Uh-huh. Remember how that happened? Jake, Jake Heaps is moving the, the Cougars down the field as a freshman, and he's, he's got a hot hand. And Robert and I pulled back. Remember Put that? Put the brakes on him? yep. Put the brakes on because he didn't want to turn the ball over or risk turning the ball over, and they settled for that field goal attempt and it's blocked and the Cougars lose. That's a freaking coach's decision. That was
2: the, that was the last game, Robert and I coached, the first time at BYU, right?
1: Wasn't, wasn't, it, I... wasn't
2: it? after that game that that Bronco did the uh, the whole, Street you know, road? if if everybody everybody who has a job please step forward, and then goes, <laughs> oh, not you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Is that, that the that, way that happened? No, they uh, Bronco made everybody re-interview for their jobs, <laughs> and then Robert and I was the only one that he didn't bring back. Huh. That is kind of harsh. It's cold, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit, but they obviously mended the fence. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> well, you, hold you, on, you. Robert. <laughs> Back up. And Robert's over there going, "What's the purpose of your question?" <laughs> I uh, he said, that. Uh-huh, "Who I do you say that to?" I don't remember. Uh, oh, I don't Fran- remember. Was uh, it was Jason Franchuk. Was it? He asks a simple question. What's the purpose of your question? Well, I want to get an answer. Yeah, That's pretty much it.
2: My favorite one from him is where he was doing an interview with BYU TV, and they asked him a question about the receivers, and he just repeated word for word what the question was <laughs> as an answer. Yeah, he, was a, he was kind of a funny guy. But, um, uh, back to the point, yes. Gordon. Uh, doesn't it seem like... Something that that would appear minimal like that really has big effects in in most of these rivalry games, you know. Decisions like that where you think like, oh, okay, well, Robert put him in field goal position and they should have won that game. Whereas who knows if he would have poured on the gas? I mean, think about um, the the rush the field three times. Oh yeah, up at uh, up at Utah. Mm. I mean, there were all sort of, They had three shots at that field goal. There were all sorts of things that uh, that made that game unique. So
0: if there is a uh, the, the uh, old long-time cliche, the X factor in this particular game, in so many of these games, as you were talking about, there's been a player who has stepped up, who's sort of, not necessarily come out of nowhere, but certainly raised a profile by having a big performance in this game. Who's the most likely guy to have that? We sort of expect it out of Zach Moss, right? So, I mean, I don't know if that's... Uh, and uh, a candidate for the answer. So who's the so who's the Brett Ratliff? Yeah. The the guy who That was absolutely shocking. Just took over the game. Yeah, and he was on he was doing it on the ground, he was doing it through the air. Remember Steve Tate it, told
1: you guys Monday that they didn't even know his name.
2: That's right, it was Steve. <laughs> who said we thought his name was Ratcliffe <laughs> <laughs> Uh so well, they do his name after. So who is who's gonna be that guy? Who is it?
0: Hmm. That's that's interesting. Could it be a Brian Thompson? It,
2: a receiver would be a good candidate. Could it be a Gunnar because, Romney? Maybe or a Tyson
0: Williams? Because Matt Bushman is sort of a given now, right? Yeah, I don't know. So it could it be Tyson Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a guy.
2: Or is if it? there, or if there is going to be a score on defense, is it is it somebody like Julian Blackman last year who had the
0: oh yeah who had the pick six to turn was it, huge. to turn it around? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why this game is so it, it, positioned as it is, as the first game of the season. There's always questions heading into something, but we have no real track record here off the off season. So it makes it that much more cool to see the answers. I like it that both teams are healthy too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I've told, I, I told you this earlier. I've, I like it more and more as the first game of the year. I wasn't sure if I was going to like that and we'll see how it plays out. Maybe it's just a, ugly, terrible game and a slop fest and not fun to watch at all, but I don't think it's going to be that way. I think you, there's going to be a lot of intensity right out of the
0: gate. This is something that I haven't really studied, and maybe some of our listeners have noticed a trend one way or the other, but do you think that because of the training that these guys put in, because of the their understanding and their film study and all that stuff, that they are more prepared early than they used to be? Um... You still gotta coordinate it all. See, know?
2: I would, I would actually argue it the other way because it's become more complicated. No, the the camps have gotten so soft that soft. You may- want them out there banging and hats and just. I, I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. To, to have a more soft camp, you just said they're
0: but, healthy, and they wouldn't be but, healthy but if here's they were the, out I there. think you're
2: more ready to play from a from a like a tackling standpoint, and you know what to expect from a physicality standpoint when you were going through those grinder camps so are you expecting some doy doing out there I now? don't know maybe some bad tackling possibly well that would sort of. Diminish everything, would not And these camps, by the way, like uh, Wits camp, you hear Hans talking about this, is still a very physical camp, and so is what Gary does and what Kalani does, because you know they learn from from Witt. So maybe these uh, these teams are a bad example of the point I'm trying to make here.
0: Remember, after uh, BYU had that four nine season, just a just a miserable season. Remember what Kalani did that off season? He was he he, he had them go after it, and he was playing his his quarterbacks in practices. That's right, and, and live, he, yeah. Yeah, and he, he wanted them to sort of, it was almost like, okay, I know that this could put certain guys at risk, but it's worth it to me to do it. And I'll accept an injury here and there if it's going to prepare these guys for exactly what you were talking about. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who's more prepared tonight? Boy, it seems like if I'm a coach, I would be more afraid of that in the first game than just about any other thing. Because let's say Kyle comes in with his team, and the Utes are just on it. And your team comes out, you know, and you're looking across the sideline, and you got a bunch of bumblers and stumblers out there, and nobody really seems like they're dialed in yet. That would be a nightmare. It would be. I don't. I, but like you said, I'm not sure that I would really expect that anything that extreme. Although, like I said, turnovers could be a manifestation of that. I I think we'll see a couple of turnovers. Yeah,
2: yeah, I do. I think because we'll, we'll see a couple of mistakes. Because that's the other thing with a game one. I mean, what's that, that cliche? Uh, you improve the most between game one and game right. two or whatever. Because you make a lot of mistakes in game one. You
0: haven't done it. Okay, so uh, you and I are both picking the Utes to win this game. Mm-hmm. We have not given a score or anything along those lines. But if I were to say to you, okay, let's make a pick. Uh, for this game, but BYU is going to have two more, it's going to cause two more turnovers than the Utes do. You still picking the Utes? Well, is two turnovers see, enough?
2: See, the, the, but you're.
0: Advantage you're, wise?
2: But what about the game, what was it, three years ago? Where there was a bunch. Utah yeah. turned the ball over five times, I right? Know. And still I know. won? But that's, so that's an exception. So you're looking it's for an outlier. logic where logic does not
0: exist in this game. <laughs> well, usually it does.
2: And then the, the year that BYU turned it over five times with Jake Heaps, they lost 54-10? to 10. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was one of the ugliest games I think I've ever seen. Oh, uh, Just a, a complete <laughs> meltdown yeah. from a Cougar standpoint. From, yeah,
0: from a player standpoint, that must have been pure hell.
2: So it certainly makes me less confident if I knew that Utah was going to be minus two in the in the turnover battle, would yeah, it, of it course, a, it would, would it be but, but enough to change your pick?
0: Uh, no. So you're expecting uh, by that comment, I'm imagining a wide margin of victory. No, you don't score off of every turnover, Gordon. That's true, especially. I've I've especially, kind of got it locked in my mind as a seven-point game. Okay. So are you expecting a lot of scoring, or do you think it'll be a defensive struggle? I, I think the scoring will be I, – I, I th- let me say it this way. I think that Utah will be able to score on BYU. I don't know how many points BYU is going to put on Utah.
2: All right, we'll continue to break this one down. Coming up right around the corner, we are live today from Murdoch Hyundai. They've been tailgating since noon. They've got the burgers. They've got the dogs out there on the grill. They've got the soft-serve ice cream in here. We've got jazz gear for you. Uh, you can also enter to win a pair of tickets. We're giving away a pair of tickets to the big game tonight, so come enter to win that. 452 South, Linden Park Drive. And they've got a huge sale going on, Gordon, for Labor Day. We've talked about this a bunch. They've got the Elantra S. E. starting at thirteen nine ninety. You can get a brand spanking new car for less than fourteen grand. A very popular
0: car. You know, you see an awful lot of those driving around.
2: They have great deals on the SUVs as well. They've got the uh, the Tucson, the all-wheel drive, up to four thousand off, or lease at three forty-nine per month with zero down. Uh, if you uh, get into a two thousand nineteen Tucson and Santa Fe FE, you'll get zero percent financing for seventy-two months. Plus, they've got the all-new eight-passenger SUVs, Gordon, the Palisade. They are the largest Palisade dealer in the country. Great family car. So come take advantage of it. 452 South,
1: Linden Park Drive. More of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War. Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, Legendary. catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gon' talk about me, things ain't never your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. On 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. BYU, Utah. Another chapter in the Holy War is about to be written. And the Zone Sports Network has the game covered from every angle. Right now, it is my pleasure to introduce... This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: Guys, it's not that we have less enthusiasm for our team or for college football. It's just that BYU fans are too busy working to worry about doing a fan vote. You fans with their degrees have all the time in the world because they can't get hired anywhere. Gordon, I think it's obvious why they have a hard time recruiting down there. It's because of the honor code. They're only going to get certain type of athletes, and that's the way it is. Why be so surprised? Great open mic submissions from our listeners. You can always do that. Download our Zone Sports Network app. Hit the open mic feature, record up to 15 seconds of audio, hit send, and that goes right to Austin in the control room. Uh, It is the big show. We are live at Murdoch Hyundai, 452 South Linden Park Drive. Come on out and see us, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. And that was reacting to uh, the segment we had in the 3 o'clock hour talking about uh, Gordon It started off with the attendance that the game, at least I have not seen if it is now, but is not sold out tonight. And uh, we were talking about enthusiasm and, and maybe why that is,
0: that it's not sold out tonight. I think the fact that the students aren't there yet does does factor into this. You kind of dismiss that, right? I, I think there are other factors. Uh, I, well, I do, I, do. I, I do too. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the only factor, but I think that does have some. When you have, what do they got down there? 35,000 students? How many of them are living in Provo during the summer? Maybe I don't know, I'm just guessing here, but they're a significant number who go all over the country, they go home, and uh, they're not back yet. And they, they probably would be at the game. So I think that is a factor along with these other things of which we've been speaking. And I, I think BYU is going to have to figure out a way
2: to either overcome some of the stuff that we're talking about or, or live with it. And getting to that open mic, talking about the honor code, I absolutely think the honor code is a factor on athletes choosing whether or not to go to BYU. But the question is, is has that factor changed over the years? Because that's been the constant, right? It's always been there. So is that more impactful now than it was before? I,
0: I think it is to some extent. And you heard when we had our conversation with Brad Rock earlier, you heard Brad talk about the options that these kids have now going other places who if they want to go on an LDS church mission or something like that, then uh, then coaches let them do so. We've talked about it at Stanford. Oh, David Shaw loves missionaries. He talked about it again at, the, yeah. at uh, Pac-12 Media Day this year. Yeah, and that's just one example. Uh, you can get a little taste of, these, uh, of, of, of a quote-unquote church experience at other places. Uh, you know, one thing that really impresses me is my conversation with Lucky Foe, too. and, and uh, You wrote a call about him, what, two weeks and ago? And Julian Blackman. He mm-hmm. talked about the diversity on Utah's team. There are some folks of uh, a predominant religion here in this state who want that kind of diversity, who enjoy that kind of diversity. And you might, not, you might get other advantages going to BYU, but I think Utah, they've turned that into a strength. That really is appealing to me. I would love that. Uh, you know, going to going to work, going to battle with guys who have all kinds of different backgrounds, all different kinds of ethnicities, coming together to uh, form this family and moving forward with it. I, I, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is different strokes for different folks. But if you want a certain kind of element, that BYU used to be your primary place to to to, to get that. Well, you can get that other places now. And if the football coach is going to allow you to, say, serve a mission, then that, you know, there's a whole lot of other advantages that come with it, a a different experience. So whether BYU can gather enough talent from people who want what they offer that's really the $64,000 question right there. Can they do that? And Brad mentioned a little a little bit about this, and I don't know if this is possible,
2: but they've got to stop losing LDS recruits. Well, they and, are. And this plays into what you're talking about. Yeah. Can But can they get back to that? Because Brad was talking about the, the recipe for success under Lavelle and how they didn't lose anybody to Utah or anybody else. And they so they can, lost some. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Though. I mean, I'm not – I'm not trying to make a blanket statement mm-hmm. more. Just, I, I, Bronco used to, it used to drive me nuts because Bronco would always never admit to losing a recruit. You remember that? <laughs> we got everybody we wanted. He would never ad- admit to, you know, getting beaten out by Utah or Stanford or, or whatever. And I think that was happening. And I think it's, it's happening even more now. And so, how do you get the train back on the tracks? And maybe this is where the honor code conversation comes in. Maybe if the honor code changes, as it's changed a little bit, I suppose, but maybe if that evolves, uh, it will it will kind of reverse things. I don't know.
0: Has it really changed that much? No, it hasn't changed that much. It, it really hasn't. That's true. Yeah, they're taking baby steps down there, but I... I, I don't know. And, and, and look, if that's what they want down there, if they want to have that, and they want to do that, then you've got to live with the consequences. Right. Then you have to lower your
2: expectations. And then if
0: your stadium is uh, not full, then OK. And th- that's what uh, that's that's a contributing factor. So Tom Homo said uh, I think it was an alumni event
2: or whatever. He said he could schedule 10 wins for the football program. But he chooses to schedule the way he's scheduling. So would it but be good you, for the enthusiasm if he scheduled 10 wins? Should
0: he do that instead? Dial it back? Uh, there are, Again, it comes down to W's, doesn't it? I mean, it would be kind of a hollow victory. But BYU, this combination of things, the schedule getting tougher, and the talent pool from a relative standpoint lessening, no wonder. What's Kalani Sataki supposed to do with that?
2: Well, figure out a way to expand the, the, the web, so to speak, for
0: recruiting. Because he has no control over the scheduling. That's Tom Homo who's doing that. And then he's watching his team go out and get seven or five, going go seven and six. But you know? maybe
2: that's that's what you can expect from BYU in yeah. this in this circumstance in today's day and, and age. But that's sad to me. If
0: that's the case, then you're not going to have a full stadium. And the reason that stadium was expanded in the first place was because Lavelle Edwards was winning a bunch of games. They never would have expanded that thing had that not happened. That phenomenon. So then, yes, schedule the 10 wins. Well, you, you, you might want to consider it. I mean, but to do that, then you've got to alter your philosophy down there a little bit. And uh, unless you think you can eventually get those athletes, because that's really what it takes. That's what it takes. Uh, and I think coaching is secondary to that. You talk to Kyle Whittingham about this, and he brings it up first and foremost every single time, recruiting you got to get the athletes. If you don't have the athletes, you, you can't concoct some sort of magical you know, formula that's going to get you nine wins. It's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, maybe Lavelle got away with that a little bit because the passing thing was innovative back then. And, but uh, it's just sooner or later it's going to catch up with you. And BYU has less great athletes than Utah does. Wouldn't it be fewer yeah, it could be either. But, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean BYU absolutely can't win tonight. I mean, maybe there are other things that come into play where they can get hot. If Zach Wilson gets hot and he gets time to throw, then maybe maybe you can, uh, you can change some of that stuff. But I'm talking about in the long run, if you want that stadium full, you better start piling up the W's. And if it takes a little bit of... Uh well do it with smoke and mirrors a little bit maybe have three tough opponents and then maybe a bunch of teams from the Mountain West and then then uh, but I'm not even sure that would work right now well they haven't you made... think is good enough to win the Mountain West this year you think they would no. win it
2: well it depends on how good Boise turns it's out to be hard to tell be, they played good uh, but no I probably wouldn't pick that but that gets back to the whole point we've talked about this a lot that they need to beat. They're contemporaries. They need to beat the teams they compare themselves to. And maybe Utah's one of those. Maybe they're not. But Boise and Utah State certainly are.
0: Right. And And they need to start winning those games. And and so you have Utah, Tennessee, USC, Washington. And then you follow up. I was looking at the Vegas odds today. Toledo is by far the favorite to win the MAC. Well, it's not the Chippewas. We know that. Uh, (laughs) And why were you looking at Vegas odds?
2: Just because I, they send me that stuff. Because yeah. Gordon has turned into a degenerate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I never bet on sports. Where, where do you think Gordon was this morning? You never Wendell. pay up
1: bets on sports, <laughs> that's for sure.
0: Oh, I don't when when the people I owe paying up to won't let me so they can hold it over my head.
2: Yes, Gordon, we won't let you buy us dinner. Well, uh, i for time and time again, and Austin's always busy. Yeah, well, okay. Austin and I both have young children. We can't, you you know, you get a uh, a bug up here behind, and you're like, "Hey, guys, what
0: about tonight?" If BYU wins, I will take you and your wives to dinner. Any restaurant in Utah that you want to go to? Okay. I don't see a way they can win. Go Cougs. Then yeah, they won. Uh, yeah, that could that could really get expensive, you know. It will. <laughs> But how come you're never eager to go? At
1: 3 a.m. to Denny's?
0: <laughs> hey, guys, let's go get some bacon and eggs. I'll pay you up on that bet. <laughs> so BYU has to alter something or else just be satisfied with where they are right now. There was a time when it would be unthinkable that this game, even if the students weren't in town, that that stadium wouldn't be full. Yeah. All right, we've got the Knot Sports Report coming up next. Kyle Gunther
2: at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. want to remind you, don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking, since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. We're live at uh, Murdoch Hyundai in Linden, 452 South, Linden Park Drive. Drop by and see us. We still have uh, the box you can enter to win tickets for tonight's game.
0: We have jazz gear and the Labor Day sales here at Murdoch can't be beat. Got a, uh, a a tweet here. It says, Gordon, thank you so much. I was so excited for the game tonight. I know I'm just completely depressed and down in the dirt. Thank you. I appreciate that. I guess go kooks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. More next 97.5 and 1280
1: of the zone. Do this is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
2: It's Andre Dyson right back here on the program.
1: Not a lot of people get to play in this thing, Andre. Uh, How special is it to you to look back and go, man, not only am I a fan of the Utes, but I played there, and I put my sweat, blood, and tears into that program. You really can't describe it, especially this game. It's amazing how much this game will bring out of you. Playing in the game is special. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. I remember every play, every game. I remember Lavelle, every last game, the long fourth down down the sideline. And they come back and throw the scores off to the end. All those games, and it's, it's been something that's going to last for me my whole lifetime, and all these kids that get a chance, whether win or lose, they're going to remember every moment and build from it and learn from it. It's going to help them grow as man as they get older. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
2: show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Murdoch Hyundai, 452 South Linden Park Drive, down here in Linden. They've got burgers and dogs out on the grill. They're, they've been tailgating since noon. We've got some ice cream in here, jazz gear for you. Enter to win a pair of tickets to tonight's game. And it's right on the way, so very convenient. Easy for you to stop by and see us. It is time for the not Sports report we do it each and every day at this time gordon
0: where are we going today well i got a couple things okay the first one is good news oh good alex trebek's chemotherapy treatments are over and he's already back on the jeopardy set taping for next season wow
2: that's great because wasn't it the type of cancer he had yeah it was was supposed to be yeah. uh it's, it was supposed to be his days were going to be numbered,
0: right? So you, you, that's terrific news. You got that feeling, but um, uh, I mean, I love—I, I, you know—that's just heartening, heartening to hear. About are you that. a Jeopardy guy? Uh, a little bit here and there, but not a whole lot. See, I like trivia. So if
2: yeah, I'm I ever too. if I'm ever too. flipping by it, I usually—it's hard.
0: It is hard. I mean, those are those are tough questions a lot of times, but I do enjoy trivia. I do. I've
2: I've told you my awkward Jeopardy story, haven't I? No. Uh, Austin knows this story. I know because I've told her a number of do? times. No, it, it, so my wife had an a, an acquaintance. I guess or kind of a friend. I suppose they were in a similar like a group together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was on he was on Jeopardy. Mm. So when the episode was to air, he invited like everybody he knows. We went to this uh, this bar, and there was probably twenty twenty five people there to okay. watch this this dude's Jeopardy episode. All right. So. As we're going, he's not getting any questions. <laughs> I mean, he had he had zero for pretty much the entire time. He missed a question, so was actually in, in the, the in, in the negative, and then didn't even qualify for final jeopardy. <laughs> so. We're all just sitting there, like, "Oh, <laughs> you didn't do very well. Why would? Why did you
0: invite us all here if we oh, just to funny. watch you crash and burn on national television?" I had a friend who did it and made uh, paid for his kids' college education. Wow! Yeah, um, that's a good story. I, uh, I don't think I, I can top that. that. I you was, did just top my Jeopardy. Story. I, I, I was I was asked to go on uh, a game show once.
2: I I know this one too. Which one? Uh, To tell the truth or whatever.
0: You were listening.
2: I've heard it before. It's ironic. (laughs) I know you didn't. Telling a lie about (laughs) being invited on that show. I should
0: have. No, it's total truth. I swear it. Okay, and then uh, Johnny Depp was in Southern Utah filming a fragrance commercial. Did you see that?
2: No, I did not see that.
0: So is Johnny in trouble financially because uh, didn't that Amber Heard thing, that, that didn't really work out so well? I've
2: heard he's got some spending habits, too. The, yeah. Uh, like, he spends, like, 50 grand a month on
1: wine or something uh, and like that. Yeah, it was
0: that. like $2 million a month or something. He was blowing through at one point, if, if, if the reports are true. And then there's this one. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, he's, uh, he's going to be teaching a course at the University of Texas. Really? Yeah. On, on filmmaking and whatnot. And so... here's my question to you. Would you like to teach at a college? Sure. Why not? I bet it's kind of fun. Uh, Maybe when you're done, you know, you could teach a a media class, sports media or something. Uh,
2: Speaking of our our friend Brad Rock, who we had on the show earlier, I know he taught a class,
0: a journalism class at Utah for a while. He asked me to come up there and and speak to his uh, students one time. I bet it was fun. It was. Yeah. I, I think that would be enjoyable. Eager Had, young minds. Can I ask you this? Did you prepare something, or did you just go in there and wing it? Ah oh, well, I, I I I have stories to tell, man. I don't I don't have to plan it all out because I don't see you sitting
2: down and hacking out a lecture.
0: <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta keep the. Here's the thing. So he just you just went in there and shot from the, the hip. <laughs> If you're going to engage the, 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 the uh, students, you can't just get up there and uh, so, you know, just uh, give some dry lecture. No. So I, I, I kind of envy Matthew McConaughey. I think I could do that. You know, if you'd have a, to make up like a syllabus and stuff, right? You couldn't, there, just, oh, you done, couldn't probably, just fire from no, the, no, every I day. That. If there's a college out there who wants me to come teach your students, let me know. Let like, me know. Contact Austin. Boy. Oh, is Austin your secretary now? <laughs> what's the number? Get in touch with well, my guy well, what's Austin. What's the number in the studio? 801, why, why don't do you call have me. What's your cell number? 855, what is it? 340 Nine, zone? 340 zone. Call up and, 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 you know, I'll think real hard about
2: it. I've got an easier way. How about just Gene Monson at <laughs>
0: SLTrip.com? If you want me to. Lord teach. knows you've never opened your 1280. <laughs> email not once ever since they made me change the password (laughs) it's too complicated so but i but i you know i could still i could i could i could pack your your students in i could i I could keep them learning keep them entertained and uh and uh, help them you know with their media career we are live from murdoch Uh, hunday what you don't think so oh no i do i think you could have you come as a guest speaker we could do the show from in there okay I don't know how much
2: they'd learn from us doing the show in there. <laughs> nothing. Uh, 452 South Linden Park Drive. That's where we are. Murdoch Hyundai. They've got the tailgate going on. They've got the burgers, the dogs on the grill. They've got ice cream. We've got jazz gear for you. Enter to win Utah BYU tickets for tonight. Uh, also, check out the incredible deals they've got going on. It's their Labor Day sale, and there's all sorts of great stuff. Uh, you can get those uh, launchers we've talked so much about, Gordon. 13990 less than 14 k for a brand spanking new car they also have a great deals going on on their suvs you can get the uh, the tucson se four-wheel drive starting at 19990 gordon you can get a, a new four-wheel drive suv suv for less than 20 grand uh they have zero percent apr for up to 72 months on the tucson and santa fe fe plus You've got to see the all-new Palisade eight-passenger SUV. Great for families. And Murdoch Hyundai actually is the largest Palisade dealer in the country. No big deal. Stop by and see us. Kyle Gunther joins the show. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280
1: The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than The Holy War. Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Let's go! Then, on game day, Legendary. catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me, but your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. You know On 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.